I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, babes, it's episode 82 of Please Advise. I'm Molly McAleer, uh, a.k.a. Malls. If you guys are new here, what we do is you call 323-450-7408. You leave questions about your life, and then I invite on one of my crazy friends, crazy, Hollywood, out of control, cocaine, sex, drugs, money. Disturbed. Oh, by the way, also, Christina Lopez, one of my... Best friends in the whole world, also producer of this podcast. Yes. We started out, uh, we, we went started to- Started from the bottom, now we're here. No, the I'm farm kidding. at the Grove <laughs> and conceived this idea for a podcast. And I was like, you know what, Christina? Let's just put our intentions into it. I don't care if we like good intentions. Like this just needs to be about like positive output, something we want to do. If we never make money from it, big deal. And now I'm like, where's my fucking sponsor, dude? Like, where's my <laughs> Casper mattress money? Where's my nature box? My I want that square use. Yeah, that square. I mean, honey, that's really top of the heap. I know, but I want it. Squarespace. Aim high, babe. Stamps.com also. MailChimp. You got to be. Oh, yeah. No. MailChimp is. No. I mean, we're not getting MailChimp. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right now. MailChimp wants nothing to do with us. No, um, no. But I think I speak for everyone at MailChimp at per usual when I say <laughs> no. Um, so you guys, I want to talk really quickly about – I've been so political lately on this pod. But one thing I want to talk about really quickly is um, the Ted Cruz lip thing. Did you guys watch the Republican debates last week? I was working, but I saw a Gawker article about it. I can't deal with new Gawker, by the way. I don't I even go anymore. I know. I know. What a mistake. 
Like I know. What a know. miserable mistake. They switched Gawker over from a, a website about all sorts of things to right. just politics. This is our guest, Craig McNeil, by yes, the way. Yes, hello. How are you? Hi, welcome. Thank I just you. decided to introduce you because I saw you nodding emphatically. I don't know. <laughs> are you a Gawker reader? Uh, I haven't read it since they switched over. Yeah, I were I used to work at Gawker back in the day. Right. Like I am a diehard through the good times and bad. And honey, there's <laughs> sure. been bad times. But like I just really I think this was a huge error and yeah. now every, I'm just, I'm on Jezebel all day long mm-hmm. and therefore I really don't care about this election, but I do care that Ted Cruz had something that I would, wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy happen. <laughs> like it was such secondhand embarrassment for a man I know nothing about except yeah. that he's supposedly very hateful um, and like somehow even worse than Trump. Um, but yeah, I, he had this like white particle. Mm. Ed thought it was a tonsil stone. Uh, I've heard my masseuse. I'm for, I was for sure that it was a booger, but you okay? Christina thinks it's a booger. My masseuse, Sean Bartholomew, thought it might be a piece of a tic tac or an Altoid. I feel like it was something from the throat, some phlegm. Phlegm, it's definitely phlegm, and it, it, he's so gross that it just had to manifest so itself gross. on the outside of him. That's yeah. like when you're thinking about someone that really repulses you, and you're thinking about why you wouldn't kiss them, yes. and like it's because you think like maybe their mouth has like mayonnaise in it. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what I'm There's talking a goo. about? There's some kind of I've never goo. had that thought. When I'm like, you, I don't have kiss that you. I feel like your mouth is like chock full of mayonnaise. Like that is like literally my go-to thought. You're very in line with Schwartz then. I, I just, just realized, by the way, Tom Schwartz was on Pumped Podcast, which is what you do. You know our friend, Laura Shane Halls. Exactly. You are... Yeah partner Blythe which by the way I was getting kind of angry at myself yesterday because I was like I hate it when straight people I heard someone call her her boyfriend her partner and I was like well, do you remember you Tom not- Hanks accepting the Wait, Academy Award for Philadelphia when he like, said I'd like to thank my lover Oh, no, I don't. Wilson, but that's right? very yeah. upsetting. That's <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with a straight person saying that? Honestly, there's nothing wrong with it because I, so I did, but I was just like, oh, like that is like, so that is like, just call him what he is. He's your boyfriend. He lives in your house. Well, you know what happens. But then that- I was like, Molly, that is so like heteronormative and judgmental. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, but I was like, I was, but at the same time, I was like, oh, it is not your partner, bitch. Like, he's your fucking living boyfriend. Your shack up honey, as Dr. Laura would call him. I just want to say I disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. Do you know from. what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. at some times, these progressive it. thoughts, I don't agree with myself either. I, like, actively <laughs> was fighting. It was, I was actively fighting a devil inside of my soul, saying, like, that is not the correct thought. Reactivate, have- like, retrain. There has to be a word for, like, where you have conservative thoughts as a liberal and you fight it. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah. like I worry about my money all the time. They're yeah. my taxes. But then I'm like, only assholes do that. So chill the fuck out. But like, of course, we all have a little bit of like greed built into us, mm. which grosses me out because I really don't, I try to think I don't have a greedy bone in my body. Oh, but right. when I, at the end of the day, when I'm, it's like this tax bill comes, I'm like, why don't you go get like some fucking jobs, you guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, look at all my money going to other people. Go get a fucking do a job. Thing. This, that's what goes through your Sorry, you have taxes. cancer and can't pay for it. But like, honey, I work really hard to pay for my eventual cancer. You want to pay for your so, cancer? <laughs> I'm pocket. saving up to pay for my cancer right now. <laughs> honestly, isn't that what we're all kind of doing? Go to payforyourcancer.com if you want more information or to make a donation. Um, so, Craig. I needed to have you on because this, we're in the thick of this season's Vanderpump Rulesiness. It's quite a season. And I listen to Pump Podcast every week. Thank you very and much. you and Blythe are such a delightful sorbet, a, like a palate <laughs> cleanser between Lara and her, her guest who I usually know as well. Uh-huh. Uh, 
And you have the funniest things that you cling on to that are my favorite parts <laughs> of the show. Oh, yeah, what are my hair is yeah. crazy. My hair is crazy. Yeah. My sex is <laughs> crazy. The greatest. My hair is Why crazy. Why people talk about that enough? It's one of the greatest catch lines from the entire series or of any show, really. Okay. Because also you can extend it because clearly when they were together, it's they could say anything. They're like, my brunch was crazy. Shopping was crazy. You know, afternoon at the hairdressers was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so can you explain the context for people who might not know? Oh, of course. Well, AKA me. Yeah, Christina oh, okay. doesn't watch Pump. So there is a sort of junior staff member named uh, James Kennedy, who's a DJ, who's sort of uh, on the up. And uh, his mom got him the job at the restaurant. Now, the restaurant, of course, being um, Sir. So do you, at what level of Vanderpump rules uh, knowledge or interest are you at? Like, I know who Lisa Vanderpump is. Okay. You've met Tom and Katie. Yeah, I've met okay. Ariana. You've been exposed to a lot of the jargon, if uh, you will. Right, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like someone who hasn't seen Star Wars kind of knows what Star no, Wars is. No, and also right. it's equally that's difficult exactly to right. sort of be like, no, no, you don't understand because they're the dark side. And <laughs> that, that's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of similarities. So... Uh, <laughs> James dated one of the cast members and to basically get on the show. And now Ariana's he's a full time. now boyfriend's ex girlfriend. Yes. Okay. Kristen. Kristen. Oh, yeah. The drama. The cra- crazy Kristen. My mom yeah. watches oh, uh, okay. Pumped and she, she's like, that Kristen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Moms love Kristen. <laughs> No, she's, she's, she's she suspicious her. of her. Oh, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah, mom's of a special thing for Kristen. My mom hates Kristen. Oh, yeah, my mom hates too. Hates her. No, loathes her so much. Okay. Yeah. So continue. So, um, so okay, so James. They dated. So, yeah, James and Kristen dated. And then they were so into uh, telling people how much that they were in love and how hot their relationship was. So they were talking about something. And then he said, look, that's just how it is. Like, my hair's crazy. My sex crazy. No, our <laughs> sex is crazy, actually. That's what it was. Our sex is crazy. So, and that was, you know. And then also, Kristen around that time was talking about how um, sizable his penis was, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. When she called it a sad dick, that is, oh, no. She's like, you're sorry dick. They were in therapy. She's like, get out of here with your sorry dick. I was like, that is so... Like that is so. It's like it's. That's rough. It's beyond yeah. brutal because the implications yeah. are like so deep and dark, and they go ev- they go everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> right. Like it's like oh, his dick doesn't work. That we know. But or it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work, and it's small, or it doesn't work, and it's misshapen. Like there's a lot of. I feel like Sorry. he's gotten a lot of whiskey dick info out there though. Lala oh, yeah. referenced whiskey dick. But no, no, no. Remember he said she couldn't get him hard. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, that's he's right. very pro women and he's not misogynist having, yeah, at all. No. Yeah, no, no, no. If I looked at one of like Lala's hoops on the sidewalk, if it fell out of her ear and I walked by it two hours later, I would get an erection. <laughs> so I don't know what James is talking about. But I wanted to make a confession to you today. This uh-huh. is um so Stasi Schroeder, Nastasia, yes. if you will. I am familiar with her work. She's avoiding me. Really? And okay, so this is what happened. She follows me on Twitter. Oh, okay. Because I would like start tweeting at her yeah. rapid fire like crazy. <laughs> and like I had tweeted some sort of like when I first started listening to her podcast, I didn't realize what she was trying to do. Like this, uh-huh. she's like, I'm politically incorrect. So she was saying stuff like, why would they have World Water Day? And I was like, because water is like, we're, we're in a crisis as a, <laughs> like a whole world. Yeah. And um, so I, I like tweeted at her, like tweeted something like sassy at her. And then I was like, Molly. 
why the fuck are you tweeting shade at Stassi like during daytime hours? Like you're not even drunk. This is like <laughs> you full blown, just like pulling over your Mini Cooper on the freeway to inform Stassi that water is a problem. Yeah, this is the LA darkness. So this is start- what they tell you about. They <laughs> warn you about when you move here. <laughs> they yeah. tell you. <laughs> so I starts off like that, and then um, I started tweet. I tweeted something like positive at her one day because she really did make me laugh or something, and then. Um, I started, then she followed me, then I DM'd her and I sent her like a fangirl DM that was like, Stassi, like, I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. I worship you. Okay. Nothing. She writes back nothing. Continue listening to the podcast. I take a back seat. I'm like, you know what? This bitch is trying to prove to me. She's someone. I know what she's doing right now. She's trying to say like, I'm above you. Fact is, Nastasia, you're not above me, but you might be because I, so, so then I go to New Orleans, birthplace of Nastasia Schroeder. Right. That's what's legendarily known. And her, yeah, that's what Mardi Gras is basically. This, yeah, so Dr. John too, sure. Birthday. But that's, yeah. So, um, I, I go, I'm like all weekend long. I'm like, you guys, we got to go to Raw Republic. I don't know if you know what that is. What was it? Rubber Republic? Raw Republic. Oh, okay. That's Stassi's best friend's juice shop. Oh, I got you. Okay. I really wish there was Rubber Republic. I do too. I'm sure there is one. Um, So then, you know, it's on Magazine Street. We were on Magazine Street. The whole time I was planning on going, I never made it. But I tweeted at her, like going to Raw Dog Republic, like LOL. Um, And then nothing. Okay. So then the other night, I'm in a way. And I'm like, I've had enough of being fucking ignored by Stassi Schroeder. Uh, yeah. I've had enough of it. Like, she's not above me. Like, I don't know who the fuck she thinks she is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at this for 10 years. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm all in my head. I'm like, I wrote her on a fucking hit show. She's some fucking reality TV bitch. So I went on her mom's Etsy page and I bought an $87 necklace. <laughs> Yeah, okay, her mom has an Etsy page. This I did not know, okay? I did not know that. So there's a lot of new information and revelations coming at me like a like a tidal wave. I just want to so let you know So her mom that. has a web, has an Etsy site where she sells statement necklaces. Oh, wait, so ha- they both... Be- Right. They, oh my God! It's a family thing. So and then so Stassi's modeling a lot of the statement necklaces, obviously, and there's statement necklaces that are made to look like the ones she wore on the show. Okay. Some of them are the ones she wore on the show. Ooh, the but classics. then so the one that I bought exactly. <laughs> so then the one that I bought was the one that Kristen is wearing in her. Um, Talking heads, talking moments heads, this and, season. Yeah, with the silver chain, yes. with the blue stones, <laughs> and it's like two chains. Except I bought the gold plated version because gold's really more my color. Sure, sure. But you gotta have your own personal touch to it. It's honestly probably the most mentally ill thing I've ever done. I like immediately because I was like, I have to be self aware about this. I have to be self aware about this. <laughs> I like started texting everyone in my phone book. I was like, I bought a necklace from Stassi's mom Etsy for like eighty seven dollars. LOL. Um, Wait, you know, like, you have to wear it to the live episode of Pumps then. I mean, if it comes, I, I mean, oh, I it's think, still in transit. I, I see. think okay. Dana okay. Schroeder might be up in Lake Arrowhead piecing <laughs> together my jewels. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember when uh, Jack said to on the season two, like third episode when they all went to Lake Arrowhead and Jack said to Lisa, like, I have to go. I have to go apologize to Dana. Oh, and that's Lisa right. Like, Who's Dana? <laughs> that's my, those are my favorite moments. It's disdainful. <laughs> Who's Dana? Actually, my other favorite thing this season is when they have the homeless dinner. So they, oh, oh my God. 
So for those of you who don't haven't watched what? the show, there's a scene where Lisa loves to do charity, right? That's her thing. She's very charitable. And one episode is all about having this um, group of homeless kids. Or some of them aren't really kids. So I'd say homeless people come to the restaurant because the uh, conceit is that, well, you realize these people have not had dinner at a fine restaurant They've before. never eaten in a restaurant before. Yeah, that's right. Even in a restaurant. So, yeah. I mean, that would cover a lot of ground. McDonald's to Red Lobster uh, or Pump. And right. Some of them uh, equate. Some people do equate those to the same place. But um, so they're there and then Ken is handing out desserts and he goes, <laughs> there's a flan. And it's like my favorite thing that I've ever heard on the show. I had to rewind it three or four times. <laughs> like, why aren't the homeless kids taking this flan? Or just he was very excited about the flan. I mean, he really wanted to get in there and share the flan. And it was just I the greatest. There's a flan. flan. Yeah. How was she saying it? No, it was, it was Ken. It was her husband. Oh, and, uh, my who gosh. Is my, one of my favorite people on television. He's so great. When he's drunk and angry, it's the greatest thing ever. When, when he's fighting on Housewives with Yolanda at that big party, because <laughs> Ken has had it. That's after the whole trip right. where the, the Us magazine or whatever right. like, scandal happened. They smoke on camera, which was like a big yeah for them. And then Ken is just hammered. And right. just had no time for Yolanda. You're not that smart and all that. Do you think they smoke a lot? I don't know. I think so. I think they're semi-secret smokers. I think okay. that they try to never be on camera smoking. But yeah. I think that they do. And apparently, the, uh, from my recollection, they smoke Marlboro Lights. Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Like Kate Moss and me. Um, <laughs> but so I was... Um, That's your next book, right? That, like Kate, Kate Moss, Moss and, and me. me. <laughs> um, but Ken has had kind of like a saltiness toward like to him this year. Like he was really kind of like when he's like, Yolanda doesn't look good. Like, oh. And he just like flat out said that. And I was like, dude, that's like. But at least they were vicious. all saying things about her. But at least he was saying like she looks ill. She doesn't look good. Right. And they were all kind of bullshitting each other. Oh, no, I think she's fine. Right. And also he as he tried to be a gallant in that moment where he said uh, he, um, he said some compliment to her or something. And he said a woman really appreciates that when a man says that. To, you know, he basically said, I lied about her appearance right, to her right, face right. to make her feel better. Which, like, I thought was like, I'm like, that is like a new level of Ken. Like, this is a new <laughs> layer peeled back because he's al- always kind of been almost like the Bobby Zarin of Beverly Hills. <laughs> where he's just kind of like the doting husband, takes a back seat. Cuddles the dog. He's always taking care of things. Worships his queen. Right. And, like, you know, you can tell he is an amazing husband. Yeah. An amazing father. And like, amazing businessman. You want to be in Ken Todd's. Orbit. Like yeah, absolutely. You, you want to be under his cover, but like when we went to very afraid of on, being on the other side. Oh of that. no, he would never want that. Oh, it's no. and, and you see it so clear. Like he looks like a kind of guy who might have stabbed someone at one time. You know, right? Yeah, and also he doesn't. No one, no one can make him move fast. He work. He goes at a certain speed. He never is rushed. Although someone tweeted at me today and said that they saw Ken Todd running to pump and there was a uh, fire engine circling the place. Or oh something. really? Yeah, I don't know what that so he's is. Like an active manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think, yeah, they do really work. Well, he was they there at Pump really when, uh, so we celebrated my birthday recently with two weekends of. Congratulations! Uh, thank you very much. Thank back you. Back to back. <laughs> oh yeah, two weekends back to back. Your fortieth birthday. Yes, yeah, my fortieth birthday. Man That's right. All the Vanderpump <laughs> bars. That's what I love about you. <laughs> thank you very like, much. Like honestly, that is kind of a dream man thing. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like a guy even entertaining Vanderpump rules on the like on a bare level. 
might convince me to marry him. <laughs> like throw in, he has like a dishwasher and I'm there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Great. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was there on the second time that we were there and it was about 1130. That, that's our reservation was at 1130 and it was a classic sort of Vanderpump restaurant story this time because yeah. the last, the weekend before everything was great. Uh, the seafood roll was a little sparse on the seafood, but other than that, everything was really tasty great right this time i forgot that they taped the reunion for vanderpump rules the day before so they taped that on the 19th our second round of celebrations because my birthday is valentine's day so my the second round of celebrations was the 20th and we get there they hadn't even opened the gate yet yeah. so our friend rashid like beckoned to the guy and the guy goes oh yeah you can come in and he just pointed to the gate so rashid had to lean over and like you know undo the gate yeah, yeah. undo the gate <laughs> so we get in and everyone's sort of stumbling around in a haze. And we find out, of course, they taped the reunion. And then there was a party at Pump oh. for the cast and, you know, all the friends at, the, at the right. Pump. So our, our waiter, uh, Dylan Horley, terrific uh, waiter, hung over as hell, but very helpful and very on it. And then Ken was there, walked over, and he was having a beer. And uh, I don't know why we didn't go and ask him for a photo. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I was like, oh, he approached your table? Are you guys, like, famous <laughs> no, I kind of wanted that. I know. See, and, yeah, and Jason was with us. And I was like, well, he loves Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, but we we didn't. And then we sort of got, like, carried away in the rest of the day. But we sat in the garden that day. That is dreamy. It was really wonderful. That's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it was uh, great. I, you know, I have to say, I've only... I've, only had a couple drinks experiences at Sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a birthday lunch at Villablanca that was like terrible, kind of, uh-huh. but like it was just fun to be with my friends to get day drunk. Like yeah. I had like three glasses of pink wine and I was happy. <laughs> that's all you really want. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's all you really you want, want. Yeah. And so um, I had like pink champagne. I think. Oh, that's and I was, even like, cooler. Killing yeah, yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, and I dressed like Lisa. I oh, wore like good. a businesswoman outfit. So I was very like Lisa ready. Um, by the way, we've, been, we've dubbed her pink bucket hat her business hat. Oh, yes. So, you're so right. <laughs> it's also her I think Cornelia came cap. up with that. And I was like, yes, it is. That is her business hat. <laughs> Absolutely. She means business when she's no, wearing that. No, she's like, I'm, I'm not fucking around. Like, I'm not getting sun damage, but I'm also not <laughs> fucking around. Um, uh, one quick thing, though. When you do have a shitty meal at one of the restaurants, it's almost better in a way. Right. It's You love it. I got... Uh, so the first weekend, they brought a cake. Uh, Blythe and Rashid planned a cake, and they delivered it early in the morning, this whole thing, which was really yeah. touching. And then the second time, the... Um, what's that? When we were Nick. Bye, Nick. <laughs> Bye, Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> Our discussion has driven Nick Nick's out of the apartment. Nick's always coming and going with the bag. I think uh-huh. I'm starting to think he's got bodies in those things. Or pills. Right. So either way, yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to get swole, you guys. I know he is. Again, so it's either bodies or pills. So do we? how close do we want to get? Is it the Ken thing? You want to stay away? Right. <laughs> um, that didn't really land. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Look, you know, you try things. You try things. No, yeah. So, experimenting. Uh, right, exactly. So we got the molten lava cake the second time, or I did. Because yeah. all I really wanted, I actually should have said, listen, don't bring, just bring me a saucer of milk and that sparkler thing. I want right. the sparkler because we're going to take photos with the sparkler and that's all I want and it's exciting still. And But he brought out this cake and it was the saddest little like, it was dry. I've never had a worse dessert, but it was the funniest thing ever. And we just, I had to pass it around. Restaurant desserts are usually pretty bad, to yeah, be that's, honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because um, a lot of them just like unfreeze, they defrost things. Which yeah. Is, yeah, gross. What I'm you, okay with like if it's a chocolate cake situation. Sure. I hate or, like, chocolate cake. A that's skillet why cookie. And now a skillet cookie. How do you, how do I hate, there, what do you yeah. hate about chocolate cake? I don't like cake, and it's like a really? waste of a, it's a waste of calories for me. I get I nothing you. from it. 
it's like too it's too oh, do you it's not, too rich. Yeah. It's too much. Like I like a gluten-free chocolate chip. Uh-huh. I like a creme brulee. I like you know, a, I even a like brulee. a flan. Oh, creme brulee is you incredible. Like, oh, pie. <laughs> a flan. We have I a flan. I like certain pies. Uh, um, what pies do you like? Key lime, mm-hmm. blueberry, yeah. pumpkin. Mm. That's about it. Sure. So you like custardy kind of things. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I guess I guess that's something you could <laughs> just, say about me. No, just like based on the types of pies <laughs> that you like and types, um, like, yeah. the creme brulee and the yeah. plum. Writer, show that's host, something... custardy. <laughs> you guys, I want you to know that about me. I like custardy type <laughs> things. I'm, I'm ready to come out here today as a person fully well, I mean, ready like, to embrace that she likes a custard-like consistency in her well, desserts. I've Here's danced the thing. around it for years like, now. <laughs> I, I like cakey things. I like brownies. I like pastries. Yeah. I like yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I like a but donut. I'm not into like a... And what kind of donut? Like the filled with something or Glazed frosted? Glazed only. Glazed only, okay. What Glazed about like... G- GTFO. I like how <laughs> so how is that not like wasted calories in the same vein as because me? it's uh it's less dense it's fluffier I'll even eat a fucking old fashioned donut because it sure. doesn't have the chocolate you mean a Dunkin Donuts old fashioned donut it's, don't yes, yes it's the cacao factor of the chocolate that's so like nutrient rich honestly it like freaks my mouth out like and then there's some frosting involved like I just don't I don't like it it does nothing for me I can't explain why I don't like it. I like it more than mayonnaise, but less than most <laughs> things. Uh, there's if it was a, a new- toss-up, you'd have to go with the cake, but oh, not, yeah. not happily. Oh, yeah. my God. If I had to eat a slice of cake over, like, a jar of mayonnaise, 100%. <laughs> um, there's a new Atwater Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Oh, you know really? No, I, wait. Actually, I heard something about it, but I didn't know where. I just heard that there was Atwater a new Atwater Village. It's, uh, like, okay. about uh, – it's between – you. where do you live? We uh, West Hollywood. Oh, so you're actually like closer to the Santa Monica one. Oh, and also I work uh, – I do – I'm the executive producer of Mel Radio for uh, <laughs> the, the new publication Mel – Funded by, well, no, never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's Mel? Mel is a company that was started by Dollar Shave Club owner Michael Dubin oh, and okay. Josh Schollmeyer, who used to be an ed- the editor of Playboy and co-wrote Hef's autobiography. Love that. Yeah, and it's uh, um, it's out in Venice. And so actually v- via Pumped and Laura, um, they heard Pumped and wanted to hire me for podcast stuff. So now I run the podcast. I can't tell if that Dollar Shave Club guy is really good in bed or not. <laughs> and I can't. I Let also me tell you from can't personal tell. Experience. No, I don't. No, have any I can't personal. also tell if I want to marry him or if like I never want to meet him. I can't tell what it is. It's one <laughs> yeah, of those. I got it's you. Like, yeah. You're too much. I think I could love you, but like also I feel like you could break my heart and destroy me in a new way, Dollar Shave Club <laughs> guy. Well, isn't that that must be part of the, his. Allure. Well, the, yeah, the commercial charisma, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you want to sort of know more, but you, yeah. Again. Those performers, you got to be careful. <laughs> right. I have a no no dating performers rule now. Yeah, right. Uh, Sad because I could the two of you together. I, I mean, it just you could see that heat, right? It's white. It's white <laughs> it's hot. It's white hot. Blinding. All right. So, um, Craig, did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice today? Yeah, sure. And I don't know how uh, hilarious they are, but they I don't think, have to I be think, hilarious. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm a really keen observer of people and behavior. Um, I don't want to say I'm well thought out. That's like a bad number two. That's a filler. That's like, uh, hmm. Oh, I care. You care. Yeah, I care. And I'm usually right. That's good. (laughs) That's good. I actually agree with all three of those things. Terrific. I've noticed that you're really good at observing people. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, You're 
you have astute observations, I think. Oh, and thanks. you and you put them well. So I'm gonna ask you three questions back. Okay. Um all right. One, um, what was your favorite city you ever visited and why? I have to say Los Angeles because before living here, uh, we visited yeah. and stayed with Jason and I was immediately in love with it. Jason's I mean, your friend. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Just for people at home who don't know. He has Sorry. a friend named Jason. Yeah, I have a friend named Jason. I did <laughs> reference him before and I figured you, you know, you're very sharp listeners would be like on it already. They're yeah. like, oh, he said that already. Previous and, Jason. Yeah, well, if, no, Unless I, it was cut out. Well, now, now that we've mentioned him <laughs> twice, I wanted to establish like, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I think we, it's, it's the free twice and easy. Jason we say. Rule. Twice Jason. Remember, <laughs> once, twice, three times Jason. So anyway, we stayed with our friend Jason, and um, it, L.A. was everything I thought it would be, um, and I was in love. We were in love with it. So we moved from Massachusetts uh, three months later. So I always think, and also then we were, as I stammer through the sentence, then we went to New Orleans uh, for Christmas time, and that's the first time I've ever been on a trip somewhere and the last day or last two days gone, I really can't wait to get home, mm-hmm. which is never something I've felt before living in Massachusetts. You know, you're just like, Oh, I don't really want to go home that no. much. Right. Right. So, and uh, what you're from, what town again? Lexington. Right. Exactly. We were almost neighbors basically. Yeah. So, and um, I went to Boston college and had a house in Marshfield, Duxbury, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love that. I mean, I love Massachusetts, but you're right. Yeah. But you never on a trip, right? When you went yeah. somewhere, you were never like pining to get like, Back. No. Right, exactly. And I do miss out. You do miss LA. I think the same way people miss New York. They're like, I have to get fucking back to the city, man. Exactly. And I think that there's very specific. Right. Oh, really? Now, where are you from? I'm New from York. New York City. Oh, so do you love New York or do you? I'm. I I love New York. It's my hometown. But do you want to go back there? Because she this- loves no. it from afar. Yeah, I think we okay. that's yeah. a healthy way to love New York. By the yeah. way, I've noticed. No, it is. I. We it's a, f- a great city. It just makes me a terrible person. I can't be there. Yeah, I think it happens to a lot of. I mean, it has that effect on a lot of people. And I also think I was thinking about this the other day. It's not exactly ooh, not exactly a new thought, but. Uh, there's definitely like New York and LA people because some people hate being out here from New York. I don't really like it. Oh, you don't? So where, I've never where would, liked it. Oh, really? Okay. Where do you? Where would you like to? Austin, live? Texas. I'm actually oh, okay. shocked I bought a house here. Like I'm uh-huh. shocked by it. <laughs> I really am. I surprised my damn self. Like yeah. I was like, well, I guess I fucking live here now. Um, and I've thought about getting a house in Austin too. Yeah. Like eventually, because. First of all, they're cheap. Secondly, it's a really good area of the country to invest in right now. Oh, yeah, sure. Third, it's just like that would be a great place to have a split life. And also I could rent that out and make some cash. And also you could just do that thing. Hey, who's going to South by Southwest this year with me? Come on, my house, which is everyone's dream. Exactly, right? (laughs) Hosting people at South by Southwest. Guys, South by, right? Who's coming in? Yeah, just so you can say it all the time, right? No, I'm like, friends, I love you, but it's going to be $1,500 a night. Um, Well, that's the thing. Like That would be the ultimate version of hell, being like, great, great. You guys are driving in a school bus from Massachusetts here with your (laughs) shitty band that I probably hate. Can't wait to have you crash at my place. This is the best part is that you think of South by Southwest as a music thing, and I think of it as a tech event. Oh, you know what? But I'd rather go to the tech event, quite yeah. honestly. I mean, because so many people from Massachusetts who had fucking terrible bands yeah. would like put up a GoFundMe or something to yeah. get them over, which, you know, they're sort of missing the whole business principle of entertainment where it's, you know, you have to get people to pay for you. Right. Or else you're really not doing it correctly. So, right. you know, keep woodshedding, keep doing whatever you want. The smart music people were the ones that came out for the interactive week, to be honest, because right. it's like there are people that are can actually hire you for their company event. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, like come play like the, um, you know, Bitcoin anniversary party or whatever sure. the fuck it is, you sure. know, <laughs> um, is, is Bitcoin still a thing? 
No. Okay. I hate well, that I only found out about silk probably road after converting it went away. All my money yeah, to just... it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait. So we're on the three questions. Now, did I answer the first one fully? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Place you did a visited, good job. Because yeah. I still love LA, and yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for my parents to come visit in uh, May. When are they? Oh, that's yeah, good. It's okay, great. Good. Yeah. And May is going to be nice. Oh, that's great. Then how often do they visit? Um, it used to be like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. They haven't been here in about a year. I was hoping you'd say like now it's like every third week. No, and- <laughs> visiting LA is so nice. Well, that's though. a long flight. It is. It's a great place to. I mean, it's a great place to visit. When the I weather- lived, when I lived here or lived in Massachusetts, but had been to LA and knew I was moving out to LA, yeah. like I honestly felt like I had a long distance boyfriend that like I couldn't wait to be with. <laughs> yeah, pining like, is. The I was thing. just pining. like, oh, like I just can't wait to be back there with like the grove and the sunshine. <laughs> oh my god, like. I was 21. You know? What do you hate most about LA? I just never sunk my teeth into it. There's plenty of things I like about it. I just don't feel like Massachusetts. This is, leads into my second question. Sure. But Massachusetts is such like a fucking like beef stew of a location. <laughs> like it's so Thick, like hearty. hearty and like warm and like dependable and like Starchy too. can't go wrong. Very starch heavy, <laughs> uh, like a lot of substance basically. And like, and you're sleepy like, afterwards. Yeah. And I feel like LA is kind of like a kale salad where it's like, I mean, I guess this is the right thing for me, but like, <laughs> I'm really fucking dragging my feet here. Like, uh-huh. and that's like actually kind of hurts my teeth. I feel like they should have massaged it more like before they put it into the salad, you know, like when you eat kale and you can feel the dirt particles in it. <laughs> sure. I've never, I've never, I don't, they're experience. not actual dirt particles, but like the way I call like Sean Bartholomew and I call like the knots in your back, like alien eggs. Like it feels like an alien <laughs> planted eggs. Like I feel when you eat kale, that's like the in- internal kale dirt. Sure. Do you know the, the, the grit, <laughs> if you will? The grit. So I've been on this weird thing where uh, I, oh, I love that aspect of LA so much because on the way to work I, or some, t- I try to go on the way to work. I go to the Venice Whole Foods, which yeah. is the most Whole Foods, Whole Foods You're I've right. ever been. Yeah. Right. And it's amazing watching the people just like, cluster around the juice bar it's absolute yeah. fucking mayhem over there uh that the salad, whole foods is insane isn't it insane yeah. it's so and it's so weirdly laid out that you can sort of get lost in an island it's right before the alcohol and the, there's like the bulk food section and yeah. it's sort of a switcheroo thing uh shit gets real in that parking lot oh anytime in the evening which yes. i've never seen at a supermarket usually it's during the day at the, or like it's like five. apocalypse like now, shit. Vicious. crunchy vanilla like Hateful, granola. vicious, crunchy like granola eating hippies like get ready. They're to throw fucking down hungry, at dude. each other. They're like, it's they're hungry. Insane. They're hungry. They're like loaded, and they're just will. They can't and wait. Self-righteous. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my favorite thing to see about Venice. It's so yeah. weird. But I love that they have all these different kinds of kale, and sort of you can get down. You can go down a dark tunnel with kale because right. eventually it's like dino kale and the stuff yeah. that's like you feel like you're like oh this is like dino soggy cardboard. Is my, my jam is it? Yeah, I love I it. I feel too, weird but. about eating baby kale. Yeah, it's a baby. <laughs> I like to like rip the heads off of baby. No, <laughs> no problem for me because that yeah. happens to be something I really like. But yeah, no, I mean there are really wonderful things about LA that are mean, unique though. to LA. Yeah. That it's like after a while, it's weird when it does become comforting to like see 
to like have a little bit of a panic attack in a Rite Aid parking lot. Yeah. And like, it's like, well, like that's just part of life. Like yeah. I, it's fine. I just had to pull over and hyperventilate <laughs> in this Rite Aid parking lot and cry yeah. a little bit. Sure. And now I'm just going to get back onto Fairfax. And exactly. like, those, those were things that I was like, I did a lot when I first moved to LA. Like I couldn't. And now when it happens, I'm like, well, those old familiar feelings, yeah. like that, like anxiety of driving to the target on La Brea and Santa Monica, <laughs> that yeah. like that whole foods, like, None of these lines are short feeling yeah, like the, right. those are very L.A. things that are eventually begin to feel like home. Um, so I was going to say Massachusetts, number two, Massachusetts, yeah. um, paint the most Massachusetts scene you can. OK, I'll give you. Well, I want to say like a good one and a bad one, but okay. I remember living in Waltham. Going to the Dunkin Donuts that was sort of down the street on Moody Street. So uh-huh. we were adjacent to Moody. And in the morning, it was a really grim uh, mixture of the guys waiting in line at the liquor store for the 8 a.m. opening. Yeah. Uh, and then the guys who were sort of just milling about, possibly homeless, I don't know. And Waltham, is that Irish, Italian? Yeah, who I think, do you there's, think, I think there's a fair amount of Irish in it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually very mixed uh, ethnically, I think. There's, yeah. Another strange thing about Waltham is it's kind of like Florida in the way that you go a couple streets down Oh, it's this kind of right. nationality. Go over another couple streets down, and it's this. Like, there's even like the little yeah. Italy in Waltham yeah. that has the um, Italian flag colors running down the middle of the street. Right, right, right. So, but a lot of the like workers and everything go at the Dunkin' Donuts. It's a very sort of like blue collar is the wrong way to put it, and I, it's not money shading. But there's a, a sort of backwards redneck aspect to Massachusetts that sure. I find to be one of the most galling things about it. So there'll be like. Um, like if I had to wear a suit to go to something, you sort of like you're an uh, odd man out amongst a bunch of construction guys. Right. But then if I'm wearing my Xanadu shirt, that's also equally difficult. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. my, my pink Bruce Springsteen sweatshirt is like not would not fly very well. In right. Waltham. So there's just that sort of sense of not menace, but you're just like, yeah, I'm not like you. You're not like me. We don't want to talk. And, and the street I lived on was ostensibly a family street. And it's not that they, I don't think they get the concept of like a hipster or something. They'd just be like, dude, you're fucking weird. Like, yeah, exactly. why are you being like that? Like, yeah. it's fucking weird. Like, what does he need attention or something? Like, it'd be like very like, yeah. like that. No, kind it's of. very, no, it's very much like that. Very much like First that. First time I've ever heard you talk, talk any remotely. Oh, yeah. Boston-y. Well, no, I, it's in my soul. But, um, <laughs> I do want to point out that Massachusetts also has the distinction, New England in general, has a distinction of being a place where, like, white people aren't just white people. Like, here in L.A., like, white yeah. people are kind of just, like, white people. Yeah, sure. Like, because there's so many. Yeah. But in Boston, yeah. it's, like, serious, like, white ethnics really yeah. like it's like you're fucking italian or like you are irish right. and like you wear it like a lifestyle yeah exactly and i, I don't like that either that's no. another thing also people with like I cloud rings yeah oh uh, i love a cloud i mean yeah. i love that though but that's so like you don't understand i grew up with my you want a really like, rough fella who also be like i'll take you to the pump <laughs> i know <laughs> You know, deep down, you know, deep down, was that guy gay or something? Like, it would be very, like, it would be, I do, I honestly. Your inner conservative would be, like, in heaven. My accountant has a thick Boston accent, and I have to say, I trust him more because I'm like, no one with that accent is robbing me. Right. Like, that is a good man. Right. Like, he went to financial school in Boston, Boston kid, has that accent. Good no, no showbiz trappings. No, yeah. no, nothing there. He's not trying to uh, swindle you. Yeah, kid. 
So keep going. Quintessential <laughs> um, Massachusetts scene. See, I mean, I want to say something good about Massachusetts because I feel it's unfair to just always shit on it. I don't even talk about it that much, but the th- trouble with Massachusetts is, okay, here's another scene of Massachusetts. Nightlife. There is none. We, oh, yeah. We did a, a night out there and did very well, and we had like a this theater that we did it at, but it was owned by Harvard. It's the only reason there was like a club because right. it was used, used as a set for another play. Right. There's no real clubs, really. Well, there are. But they're the kind of places where there's fist pumping and uh, it's right. There's like dangerous. Jose McIntyre's on on Lansdowne. Yeah. There's at like the, moon. the yeah. yeah. There's that stuff. I mean, well, it's also it's a college city, right? So right, right. it's like you got to remember that that like the pulse is collegiate. Sure, but remember, college um, markets used to mean more adventurous. So in the seventies right. and eighties, if uh, Sire Records wanted to break a band the first thing they would hit Boston. Right. You know, and now there's such a blandness there. There yeah. is no edge. There is no, uh, there's no real art scene. There's no, nightlife is so truncated uh, or, you know, it's it's it, it's so bloodless, I think. There's just so Which little. It's so weird. I think of it as such an artsy city. I mean, I'm coming really? from a completely different side of it uh-huh. where I was more on like the comedy side or even like the literature side sure. with my when, family when and everything. When did you leave though? Um, 2006. So that's why. Yeah. Since then, I bet there's almost none of that. Yeah. That's just my feeling. You're I could right. be wrong. Yeah. No, you're right. And we used to even always like have be putting on like punk rock shows at the Y and shit like that. Yeah. Like I don't feel like kids do shit like that anymore. That's what I mean. Like yeah. Boston or Massachusetts in general, really, that's what it was. That's yeah. I remember as a kid getting an awareness of that. Uh, well, Boston's going to be great when I can move to Boston or whatever from the suburbs. And by the time I got there, like it was the last days of Kenmore Square, which is now a big shopping mall. Yeah. But they used to be just filthy clubs and like drugs and like bad area. That was, yeah. it was like your uncle would be like, oh, don't go there. That's a bad area. Yeah. You know? And now it's the Bertucci's. So I love Bertucci's. I worked yeah. at Bertucci's in oh, high school. Yeah. Bertucci's was kind of the fly spot to work mm-hmm. beside the Lexington and Flick, which they went to in the fighter. Do you remember oh, when Amy Adams is like, why are you taking okay. me to Richie Rich Lexington? That's what I was going to say yeah, when you were talking about Yeah, that's the flick. It. That's the flick. I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen The Fighter. No, you're fine. It's I, good. It's I good. really want to see it also because I was working on an a audio documentary about White Snakes. Um, yeah. Um, what The song I can't remember the name of now. So, um, But it was in there. Hit? It's in The Fighter. Um, Never mind. I we'll guess. remember it. You'll love it. Amy Adams looks like a dish, like a dish rag. Like oh, she, perfect. they did such a good job of making her look like some Irish Boston, like <laughs> trap, like trap queen. Um, okay. So last question. Uh, what's your drink of choice? My drink of choice is unsweetened black iced tea. And it used to be coffee. I would drink coffee all day long. Do you drink alcohol? I ever? don't drink alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you still go to pump? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, there's something it, there for you. It, well, there's the, exactly right. there's a spiritually I get satiated, right. yeah. and uh, also uh, they serve the pitchers of booze, right? So right. I ordered just a pitcher of iced tea, and the guy paused for a second. I said, "I, I need a lot of iced tea. Just right. just bring it, and right. we'll be good." And of course, as it's a classic move there. But iced tea was the last thing they thought of. Like they keep if it's not alcohol, waiters right. will always forget. That, yeah, if it's no. a drinking kind of place, right? They bring you like a pitcher of Long Island iced tea. That would be that would be, fun. <laughs> That'd be a very different day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I used to drink coffee all the time. I used to drink, and I haven't uh, drank for now. I can't remember the timeline, so which is kind of cool. I like that because um, I used to know, uh, not in town in counting days or anything, but I would be like, oh, it's been like two years. But it just doesn't agree with me. Yeah, and, and it was like enough of the um, 
that's what's that adage of trying to get trying to expect different results from the right, same right, yeah. But it was just it didn't work for me, and I would get anxiety hangovers and yeah. then like not feel well. And Dude, I feel very. I heard those anxiety hangovers are the worst. I feel uh-huh. very grateful I don't get those. But what, what, what's your version of a hangover? Because I noticed that people have different. I thought I used to think that everyone had. That's what they had. Like whatever I was right. feeling. Was, you know, it's a common thing. You always think so that. So I got, I was hungover on Friday uh-huh. and I rarely get hungover anymore, uh-huh. but cause I don't drink to the point that I need, I get a hangover, uh-huh. um, which, and also I now like understand that paying for quality is the big thing. Like <laughs> yeah, when I was, right. when I was a teen, like a teenager, no, when I was like in my early twenties, like I'd be like, oh, well get like three bottles of Boone's farm. Like, whereas <laughs> right, like, I right. really probably should just gotten got one bottle of like $9 wine sure. and like not done that. But, yeah, uh, you gambled with your, yeah. yeah. So I, um, I, I could tell that my second drink on Thursday night when I woke up, I could tell that it had been well vodka because oh, I only okay. drink Tito's because okay. it's gluten free. And uh-huh. it also just like feels it's like the cleanest. It's like the best tasting. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I drink dirty martinis and I usually have two dirty martinis and then yeah. like I'm done. But I felt like I woke up and what it always is for me is I feel my lungs feel like vodka. <laughs> right. And then right. like a slight headache behind my ears. Uh huh. Um, and a little bit in my temples and then also just like sensitivity to light. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitivity to light. I definitely would have that. I would have some of that stuff. And, um, the one thing I've never understood is as depicted in film or television, right? the, um, sensitivity to sound. I never, have you ever had that with a hangover? I'm always sensitive to sound. Well, no, me too. Yeah. But I just mean like in films, I'll be like, Oh, that noise, uh, that infernal you racket. You know what? Actually? Yes. Like there's okay. been times where like Ed's picked me up to go hiking on a Sunday and like I pull in and he has like Beyonce is like, get me bodied like at a full 11. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's rude. Like that is mean to like do that to me right now. I wasn't expecting it. It's very like, I don't have a choice. I have to get in the vehicle to turn the dial down and you're not going to do it. Um, but it's yeah, too loud outside of the car and I have to get in there. Yeah. But like the cartoonish sensitivity to sound is always, I mean, but that's like kind of like also uh, like quicksand in the eighties when I was like, Oh, I'm like, when I grow up, I'm probably going to get trapped in quicksand. <laughs> Chances are based like, on the based, information I'm probably I've going to yeah. get amnesia or I'm going to get trapped in quicksand. I, I, might, wanna, I better not get hit on my head because then I'm going to forget everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to forget my life and yeah, like have to remarry my husband. Um, okay. So yeah. I thought I was definitely in for a body switching. change up that was like you saw the change up and that was like your which one's the change up that was i think it's jason jason's uh jason bateman Bateman. and ryan reynolds oh okay i was thinking into a fountain yeah their bodies changed (laughs) we've got to see that the weakest conceit of a body switch comedy ever (laughs) that's your eat pray love the change up oh oh, i was thinking more 18 again with george burns (laughs) charlie schlatter one of the worst films if you could call it a film i've ever with, like Dudley Moore and Kurt Cameron. Like Father, Like Son. Oh, that movie is very, very good. And That's then the a same, very good the movie. same year, vice versa, with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. Yeah. I don't think we'll be tearing down uh, Like Father, Like Son today. Here on Please <laughs> Advise. All right, let's take our phone calls. Hey, Malls. Um, I love your recording. Uh, my name is Stacy, um, and I have a problem with a boy who dated for a smooth two weeks. But, um, and I'm in my thirties, you know, so it should be nothing, but this two weeks just felt so magical and real. And we hung out 
all the time. Um, and we couldn't get enough of each other. And, um, he, after the two weeks was just like, I can't date you. You take up too much of my time. I feel like it's manic. I feel like we're so good now, but one day we're going to have a bad day. And then I would just feel so horrible. So he decided to preemptively break up with me. Well, that was really devastating, strangely, after two weeks. But then what sucked even worse is that was in November or that was months ago, you know, and now it's three, three or four months later. And he texts me every day. I've said multiple times, I can't be your friend. I don't want to be your friend. I have feelings for you. And he won't stop. He is so desperate to have me in his life in this little way. Um, and I can't stay away from him, even though I know that's probably what you're going to say. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Do I tell him one last time, like, stay the fuck away from me forever? But I miss out on his friendship. Um, or does he secretly love me? I don't know. <laughs> Help me. I'm not going to say he's a crazy person, mm -hmm. even though that's what I, my impulse is to say. Like, it's like, right. oh, well, he's fucking crazy. Right. So, <laughs> but I think he's not emotionally mature. Yeah, no, definitely does not sound like emotionally mature. And also seems to have a lot of weird rules yeah. in his head already going into something. I wonder how much they've been dating uh -huh. or, or no, I wonder how much she's been dating before him. Like how, mm -hmm. what her dating experience has been right. because- I think by the time I was in my 30s or I'm in my 30s now, I it like really started to click for me that if someone isn't working for me, they're not going to work for me. Like, right, And it's right. become really like actually disgusting to me. Like when I when so that guy does that thing that's like so emotionally immature. Yeah. I had a guy that I was dating actually. Oh, you'll like this. This is fun. We'll <laughs> just go into the old text messages. Oh, I love that. By the yeah. way, why you should not date me unless you want to be humiliated <laughs> and don't worry people won't know who you are but you'll know who you are and that's usually the worst thing mm -hmm. okay so i wake up i've got i went out on like six dinner dates with this guy he like didn't really make too many advances we like kissed but like probably the way that like i kiss ed where it's like a high bye kiss yeah. it's not like a this was after the like third date you would still kiss like that exactly okay so he, we gone out on a f like Friday and then it was like, he called me on a Monday to like say like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I, Oh, Hey, I was like, I just answered the phone. Cause like you called and I wanted to make sure you weren't dying or something. Like I can't talk right now. Yeah. So I was like, I'll call you later. I didn't call him later. I forgot, but I've genuinely in my defense been so fucking busy lately that like, yeah. I don't see anyone in my life. Like uh -huh. the fact that I was making time for this person once a week right. was kind of monumental. Sure. So this is a, I wake up on Wednesday to this, okay? Or Thursday morning. He sent this on Wednesday, February, oh no, I guess it was Wednesday. Wait, what time, what time was it? One, I always love. One twenty-five a.m. <laughs> I don't know why you decide to try and ghost me, but I'm with you and they're not being a romantic connection. I think you're a cool person and we can still be friends. I don't come across people hardly ever I feel that way about. I get you're going through some heavy shit. I've been there. You need some male friends that aren't gays. I'm here if you want that, XO. Then, wow, so helpful. So then I wake up at like 9.01, and at 8.53 in the morning, he had sent this. Oh. BTW, that was meant to come off lighthearted and comical, which I'm assuming, given your profession, you got. But just in case, if not, 
Seriously, though, you're a special person and I enjoy hanging out with you. Don't be a stranger. Dude, no emergency, like no non-emergency or non-sexy texts after 10, a- 10 p.m. Right. I mean, so I just wrote, right? Yeah. right? Can we and just like make that a general right, rule of right. society? Like no non-emergency, non-sexy 10 PM, texts exactly. after 10 p.m. It's not appropriate to be like texting. I mean, like. When, okay, I think Todd and I at this point, we're my writing partner. Like at this point, we might text each other like a joke that we can't, sure. we won't want to remember yeah, before we right, go into be, work. Right, right. But outside of that, no work, no like. No, I send pictures like Pia Zadora or something to a friend of Jason. And it's like, okay, that's <laughs> right? all. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote, whoa, I did not get that at all. I'm just waking up to this. I have to be honest. I don't get it. I see you like once a week. That's more than most people. <laughs> Here, nothing to get. Don't trip. And I wrote, um, what if it is real? And then he said, last time we hung was weird, or at least I got a weird vibe, probably just me. And I said, no, it's like super weird that you'd send a straightforward paragraph about not having a romantic <laughs> connection at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. I think I challenged some things you were saying because I didn't agree with you. He said, I didn't realize the time, been working late and catching up on things at the end of the day. Oh, that's such a bullshit that's thing. That's such oh, bullshit. When yeah. you look at your phone, you can it's see. It's like, like, oh, when, like, when oh, you have to unlock right. your phone, the time is right there. I'm so tired. Yeah, exactly. I got to go to bed. But like, you know what? Before I hit the, it's 125. Before I hit the sheets, I got to dump Molly. Yeah, I have like, to dump her. Because so I wasn't even thinking about it. But clearly. Oh, man, I've been my, so yeah. busy. Just but got I just got to do it. a long it. day. Like, oh, another <laughs> thing to check off the list. But if I do it today, then I won't have to do it tomorrow and get up early and start my errands. No. I don't even know what time it is today. Because right now I'm so busy. So. <laughs> he wrote, not expecting a reply. Sorry to surprise you. Like I said, it was meant to be lighthearted. Got a weird last time we hung out and it wasn't the challenges. Anyway, you're correct. It's too early for this. Didn't mean for it to come off as an ambush of emo. And wow. I wrote, okay, that's fine. Not a problem. I'm not upset, but please show these two texts to literally anyone and ask them if they read them as lighthearted. <laughs> to be honest, they're a little confrontational and mean. I just don't want to deal with that. It's the last thing I need in my life. And he said, I'm telling you that's not the intent. That's why I sent the second text so you wouldn't read it that way. And he said, a text can be interpreted however you choose. And I said, that's not that's why it's not an appropriate medium for this type of conversation. <laughs> and he said, in no way was that meant to be confrontational. I said, that's confrontational by definition. And he said, my fault. I disagree with that. And then um, I said, I'm not interested in discussing a non-thing. Learn your lesson and don't text bomb another chick at 1.30 and 8.30 a.m. <laughs> and he wrote, it's not hostile. Text bomb. I don't know why I'm engaging in this. It's just that I woke up and I was fucking raging. Well, yeah, you wake up. That that's how it grabs you, and also that's kind of the underlying intent in a way because he bookended right, right? Because he did, he clearly was thinking about it all night. I don't know. I guess maybe he was so busy and he had the blackout shades happening and couldn't read right. the number at the top of his phone <laughs> as he was typing. But uh, he had to really make sure you read it because I think he thought, oh, she gets up early. She must have seen this and hasn't written something back. Right? How dare she? Right? No. So he's poking the bear. So ready? So he goes. <laughs> A writer bear, by the Again, way. I'd like goes, to say a writer bear. A writer who bear. Is as who Donald, just has gay bear friends. And um, also who is like, <laughs> like Donald Trump says, good with words. Right. Go, totally good with words. <laughs> so he goes, it's a text. You can interpret it however. I'm not trying to argue. I think you're a great person. And I said, it's not a painting, dude. And he goes, actually, it kind of is. A text has no voice. And Whoa. I wrote, okay, I need to start my day. Have a good one. <laughs> I would just be like, never talk to me again. Right. Lose my number. So then, right. well, I did right. do this. Yeah. So just wait for this. This fucking 
fucking shit storm that's about to come your way. <laughs> oh, boy. Stretch so, your loins, everybody. Tuesday night, 8 p.m., the phones are ringing. And uh, I'm like, oh, I don't want I don't want to answer that. So 844, I answer. I was in a massage. What's up? Truth. I was in a massage. Good line, too, by the way, even if it wasn't. Yeah. Was thinking about you and wanted to apologize. And I wrote, you hurled about a dozen tone-deaf insults at me first thing in the morning that seemed to be rooted in a conversation you and I never had. I am emotionally, physically, and mentally stressed right now, and your words slash actions prove you to be another thing that I have to worry about dealing with, and I don't need that. I'm saying I'm sorry that this is harsh, but that would be a lie. Everyone I showed your text to would probably suggest I don't even respond to this. Maybe in a year, but I don't think you shuck off that tone-deaf rudeness in a week. Also, suggesting I find find friends who aren't gays is insulting and homophobic. And to be honest, it makes you sound like you're gay. I can't believe you thought my comedy prowess failed me when I didn't laugh at that get lost. And then I blocked him in my phone. Ooh, that's good. So where I'm going with this is that I think you should just block him. Yeah, definitely. Stacy, you should block the guy. <laughs> Stacy, also, the, there was a couple warning signs in the beginning of the story, which it's easy to feel like everything's really great when you're suddenly always hanging out with the, uh, uh, some person that you're attracted to or you're having sex with or whatever. But it's way too much too fast. And it doesn't speak to either the healthiness uh, or the potential healthiness of a relationship. And um, it's also you get like kind of lost in each other's idea of each other. Yeah. Which is not really real. And then which he almost seemed to know because he's like, well, you know what's going to happen? We'll have like an argument. Because he's so done bad. this before. Yeah. This seems to be his, the It pattern. sounds like he met someone Super else, dated her. Super and then that fell apart. And yeah. then now he's coming back and like trying to poke up. I'm Trust me, honey. When I was a player <laughs> in my day, I had some back burner cuties. Always on the back burner. I'd like dip in there, make sure that it was still boiling. But like yeah. I had my main thing on the side. Like and like that was like you were there only if everything else fell apart. Right. And I think that's Stir it a little are. bit. Make sure it doesn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Send a text here, there. Massage it. I I don't know if I would like for Stacy to keep this guy in her like roster or whatever. I no. would kind of I would just no, say no. like I'm saying I think that's what oh, he's doing okay. to her. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh no, she should block him and never speak to him again. I think she should just send a text and be like, "Hey, I really enjoyed the two weeks we had together. You were really great, but I have enough friends." And yeah. then just block him. Oh no, there's no friendship. Thanks, man. There's I have no, enough friends. Yeah, I have friends. I'm not really auditioning friends right now. That's a line I use a lot. <laughs> but I want to throw this out there too. Sometimes it really helps to just like fucking rip his asshole so wide and deep <laughs> that like you don't want you can't see him again because like if you see him again then you have to address the fact that you just eviscerated him. Right. So like you might want to sit down throw a couple sentences together like get creative like throw maybe a power move his way. Yeah, yeah, really colorful like really just and then block him and then just be like, well, if I ever see him again, I literally told him like. I think he would rape a dog. So, like, I can't <laughs> deal with that, Stacy. Um, all right. I think that I think we've helped you. Yeah, definitely. Just take our advice. Stay away from him. And th- you shouldn't let people treat you like that. Yeah. Okay. So, last week's episode, Skirt Orgy, I was talking with our guest, Elijah Daniel, about a mutual friend of ours. Her internet name is Holler At Me. And so that's who we're referring to. And he says something like, oh, she's crazy. And, like, I think he was saying, like, she's wild. Like, she's funny or something. And then I interrupted him and was like, yeah, I think I know a guy she like that flew her out here. And what I was thinking was, like, they dated. Um, and I realized after the fact, because he and I were, like, talking over each other and not finishing our sentences, I realized it because she pointed it out to me. She said, like, hey, girl, did you just call me, like, an escort and a crazy person? 
And I want to say that, no, that was not my intention, but I can see how that would feel like maybe that was my intention because neither Elijah or I finished our sentences, clarified, and because honestly, like, I was a little bit uncomfortable. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say she was dating this person. I just started giggling. Probably should have cut the whole thing from the episode. Turns out they didn't date. Turns out I uh, was given some bad info. A lot of misinterpretations. So there's a please advise in there somewhere for you. Probably like, you know, if you're going to be like trying to untangle a web of people you might know of mutuals, maybe don't leave it in the podcast. Maybe do it off air. Um, But I just feel so bad. I know that you guys know I roast you from time to time. I literally would never purposely hurt your feelings. Um, So, and I definitely would never want to damage any of your like reputations or your feelings or what people think about you or anything else. So I'm just really sorry uh, to that person. She has a private Twitter account. So I was like, don't worry. I don't think please advise nations like thinking you're a hoe bag, but doesn't matter because if she thinks that I think that or thought that I thought that, or if anyone thinks that I thought that, that's enough reason for me to apologize. So just throwing that out there, girl, mad love, all you guys, mad love. All right. Hey, Malls and Crews. So I am calling in regards to figuring out what the fuck I want to do with my life. Um, a bit of background. I'm 20 years old. I'm Brazilian and I go to NYU. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to study German intellectual history because it's something that I find super interesting, but I feel like what I truly want to do with my life is to pursue a career in music because nothing makes me feel as emotionally fulfilled and as happy as playing and singing a song I've written and composed does. Um... I've been writing and composing songs for a few years now. I play the guitar and I recently learned how to play the piano and I think that I may be just scared to admit to myself that music is what I want to pursue because it's so hard to be successful in the field. And it's not really that I'm that like I want to be famous. I just want to be able to, you know, like sing and express emotion through that art form. So I guess I have a couple of questions. One, am I any good? Um, I'm sending a shitty phone recording of a part of one of my songs so you guys can tell me if I am, because if I'm not, I'd just like to know so I don't try to pursue this. Um, And two, I guess, is how would I go about pursuing this? So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Malls. I love the... I love the pod. Um, please advise.
So, oh. Oh, no, I'm just kind of stunned. I want you to go. <laughs> okay, so um, the Brazilian musician from NYU, I don't think he gave us his name, so that's how I'm referring to you, just so no one else that has sent in music might well, get confused. Well, I've emailed with him back and forth. Oh, okay. He's, so, he's very nice. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Matthias, I think? Ma- no, okay, so let's say Matthias. Let's say maybe, yeah. Maddie. Yeah. I'll Maddie. call him Maddie. 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 Sounds good. Yeah, so I gotta really say, sweet guy. Maddie, uh, you seem very earnest and very well-intentioned. Uh, you also, you, your singing style kind of makes me think of Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. But at the moment when Peter Murphy was arrested uh, in a Subaru Outback in, I think, Glendale or some, I think, actually. Always uh, Glendale. Yeah, with crystal meth on him. And he was been up for about two days. So that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. And <laughs> uh, it, it kind of sounds like, okay, I'm not going to get too, I'm not going to be mean. But I don't think you should... If you want to pursue a career in music, I think you might need to work a little bit longer and, and harder at it because I don't know what's more, uh, what's harder. You said a career in music is hard. I don't know if it's harder to make money at German intellectual history or the music business. I mean, I was going to say, I think pretty much anyone you ask if uh, German intellectual history or music is a bigger draw, most people would probably go with music. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. International language. <laughs> but um, uh, I think that a mentorship needs to happen. That's a good I think point. that yeah. there's something here that I think that whenever anyone's passionate, they mm-hmm. can figure out a way to play the game. Yeah. And if anyone, anyone who's passionate can do that. Not everyone can be Adele. Sure. Or whomever. Yeah. Robin Thicke. Let's go with Robin. Uh-huh. Not everyone can be Robin Thicke. Okay. But- Although you could be like Robin Thicke and have someone else write <laughs> your song Ed for Sheeran, you. Yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Ed He's Sheeran's kind of an Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, but I <clears throat> think that that was what you, what you did was very difficult to do. Exactly. What you just did was the, probably the hardest part was like you exposed yourself to three giggling adult strangers <laughs> right. who, and you like, and you know, this is going to be on the internet. Right. And and you love the show, so and you enjoy this. this show, so you know that maybe even people you know are listening to this. That's a big deal. It is, and so, and so congratulations. Yeah, I don't to think I could do something like the key just did. Like, no, props to him. And if you're really, really passionate about it, then you are going to be passionate about putting in more hours, putting in more work to get better. And but also, you, uh, you said that you just recently learned piano, so I wasn't trying to shit on your piano skills, yeah. certainly. But no, it just uh, I think if you want to put a demo out in the world, it might need to be a little bit more elaborate. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I also think like live a little more. He is 20 years old, so like the lyrical content, it, you know, heaven is not a place, it's a person. Mm. Uh, that line really hit me. Um, it also made me realize actually, that line in particular made me realize how young you are. Um, <laughs> just because that is, I think those are the types of thoughts that I had about romantic interests in my early sure. 20s that I now, as an adult, I'm like, that is really unhealthy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think you need to grow a little bit. And also I always say this just generally, I don't really, I don't really get, 
I have to say, I've never been hesitant about like following my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the hesitation. And that's sure. the only thing that concerns me. Right. Cause like there is, I, most of the writers I know do feel like I could never do anything else. And it's like, right. of course, technically you could. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be a homeless person if it wasn't for television writing. But right. like you, but it, most of the writers I know cannot imagine doing anything else. And yeah. so they didn't have a choice but to fully go for it. Right. And, you know, if German intellectual history is there for you, maybe you want to find, maybe do some German intellectual music. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily, like, I can see, like, having a passion about something and being hesitant to do it. Because when you're giving a, like, when you have a lack of, a lack of opportunity to do something, you don't necessarily think that you can. I just have less faith in those people. Because I exactly I'm one of those you, yeah. people. I know. But, yeah. like, that's what I think, well, that's what has stood between you and doing what you really want to do. Is, like, you want to, you also are well, I mean, a very like, responsible person. And yeah. I know that you, like... I don't think you would have ever done what I did to myself because I put myself through hell. Like I didn't have a bed. I was living in like a weird place, like with no food, like like fucking eating $2 tacos, like living off of Coca-Cola and cigarettes. Like I I don't see that life for you. But that's what I did because I was like, well, if I don't do this to become like a writer who makes money for it, then I won't be a writer. And that's scarier to me than being very, very fucking uncomfortable. Well, my thing is like even with this podcast, I I had that feeling about like I didn't think that I could. But until I actually started doing it, Mm -hmm. then I I realized that it was within the realm of possibility. Right. So like not everyone has that certainty – that you feel or a lot of other people feel. I've, I've heard actors express the same thing that you have expressed. Like they knew they, they wanted to do it from they, when they were young mm-hmm. and they couldn't imagine doing anything arts, else. Though, like, yeah. There okay. has to be a certain, not almost delusion. These are there has skill, to be a yeah. fantasy. Like not, like, there has to be a certain blind, um, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Even when your demo is terrible. Right. Everyone's, by the way, if you thought I was being mean to you, everyone's demo is terrible when you right. start. Now we can record ourselves instantly. It used to be that a band would have to like work at it, work at it, and then record a demo. But if you found any artist that you like, their early recordings are usually rubbish. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, especially, I mean, up until very recently, like it's very difficult to get quality audio anywhere yeah. oh uh, i know I, I personally gave a horrible demo tape of my first recordings to elvis costello <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which i'm sure was thrown out of the window of his car later that night that's but so I, cute thinking about a young craig like running up to elvis costello <laughs> it was at a demo. meet and greet and i was like i'm gonna give him my demo and it was just like the worst it's like the worst thing ever no one else will hear it <laughs> that's so funny oh my god um i do you think, though, with a performance-based thing, which I almost think of writing as like a performance-based thing in a certain way, acting, music, writing, its those are like the arts. Like this is – producing this podcast is something that you have to have an artistic edge for, but you also learn these skills. And like these are practical skills that you are able to learn and improve upon through knowledge where I think with something like acting, it's so visceral that like it's not just about your – uh, the training you do after the fact, there needs to be a base there of just like a visceral need to do it. Well, yeah, and I was also thinking about this interview that I heard with, well, not that I heard it was on my show, but with Viola Davis, mm-hmm. where she was talking about how she, the, her How to Get Away with Murder role, she didn't necessarily think that she could do it. Yeah. Sure. Um, and she said there was like specifically because there's a, she's had a lack of opportunity of starring roles just because she's a black woman of a certain age. Mm-hmm. And so that lack of opportunity 
puts these thoughts in your brain that like, well, if I'm not given this opportunity to do it, then that means I can't do it. Challenges are always really daunting. I mean, that's yeah. the truth is like, that's what makes it a challenge. But that makes the difference between the people who do live those artistic lives and those who yeah. just continue to dream about it and never do it. I mean, I saw How to Be Single the other day and that Rebel Wilson, what a treat. But um, there's kind of a metaphor in here. Um, she needed to stop a taxi so that Leslie Mann, who was in labor, could get to the hospital to birth her baby. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, she had the baby in the taxi. Uh, uh, no, the she film didn't. is ruined for me now. Uh, sorry. Um, but anyway, it, so <clears throat> rumor, will, rumor Willis, Rebel Wilson rumor had to get it, a, uh, a cab. And what she did to get the cab was just throw her body on top of the hood of a moving New York yellow taxi. And I thought that's, and then she did it again because she needed another cab. And I thought that's kind of like, maybe that's a little bit of a metaphor. I'm thinking you should just go see How to Be Single and really pay attention to that scene where Rebel Wilson repeatedly jumps on the hoods of cars like a non-human um, because she's overweight. So like she doesn't get to act like a human in a movie. Um, <laughs> right. You should, that's the whole bit, right? No, With that, all right. of them. It's no, like, yeah. you're oh, she vomits. an overweight She poops in woman. public or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, yeah. you're, you're overweight. So you have se- like sex with strange people. People don't care about your body. Don't care like are wit like have no. Uh, you're Grace like obnoxiously or- funny, but also and, but also the most unrefined person I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like cartoonishly terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I so I just think you should go see that. I think that that metaphor there will really do something for you. And, That'll be the final thing. Well, actually, I have one last note. Like, just keep <laughs> doing it, and if keep working on music. And um, if you really want to pursue it as a career, that's a choice you make later. Just keep working on music. And you can always work on music, even if you do a day job in German intellectual history. I don't know what the listings are right now for that. But so keep at it. And don't. You're a hot Brazilian in college. <laughs> like you should be worried about blowjobs and where you're going to get more cocaine. Like exactly. that's about it. That's all I'd be worried about if I was 20 years old. <laughs> also, I want to say um, as soon as I heard Brazilian and music in the same sentence, do you know what I thought of? No, what? Classic Brazilian booty shaker, Popo Zao by Kevin oh, Federline. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, Popo Zao hit me pretty hard. Po, 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 Popo Zao, Popo Zao. So yeah, you know, look it up on the internet. If you want to learn from the masters, Kevin Federline's always there. Yeah, Brazilian booty shaker. I just remember that interview. It's a Brazilian booty shaker. It's called Popo Zao. <laughs> I'm miming something right now that the, uh, the listeners can't really enjoy, but you might in the studio. Oh my god, it was so good. All right, you guys, next call. (laughs) Hey Malls. Okay, I'm gonna try to make this short kind of a long story. Um I moved I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm not from here. I've called you before and you probably remember about music fest, my ex boyfriend. Anyways, here I'm calling again. Um since I've been living here, um I about six months ago, was out one night, saw this guy I knew from college. We got a beer together and chit-chatted, exchanged numbers. Hey, we should hang out, blah, 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 blah. Started kind of chatting, um, and he is moving abroad um, for six months. And so, we, you know, at that time, it was going to be months until he moved. So I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, but, like, it wasn't, like, a romantic thing at all. So he ended up starting inviting me to parties with his friends, inviting me to brunch with his friends. And I started meeting his friends, great group of people, I'm, and now they've all become a lot of my good friends, especially, like, there's two girls that are kind of, like, dating some of his friends that have become, like, some two of my good girlfriends. So I just don't know a whole lot of people here yet. Still pretty new. I've only been here for about a year and a half. 
Um, so I don't have a lot of deep relationships. So, and like him and I, like we go out on the weekends with all of our friends. He'll come back drunk. We'll come back drunk. He'll sleep in the bed with me, but we would never hook up. We've probably made out like four times total, drunkenly make out, and that's it. We've never hooked up at all. And we've never even like talked about like any kind of emotions that we've had like deep conversations pretty much about anything else. Anyways, so one of my friends that dating one of his friends the other day was like, do you guys like each other? Um, you know, do you like him? Whatever. And I'm like, no, we're just friends. Whatever. I was like, no, because I thought him and I were on the same page, but apparently he kind of talked to her about how he likes me. Well, he's leaving in like two days now, and about a week ago, I realized that I actually do like him. And I can kind of been able to tell now the past couple of weeks he's been a little distant with me, and I think, I don't know if it's, he's just super busy getting everything together, or if he's kind of trying to avoid me a little bit, but now I'm like, shit, I actually like him, and... He's going away, and I could have spent the past six months, like, realizing that and, you know, not kind of just growing out with him. So, I guess now, like, what do I do? He's going to be gone for six months. And I'm 25, by the way. I don't know if I said that. What do I do? Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not, I'll get over it, and it'll be fine. But now I just feel like an idiot for not realizing this sooner and not, I don't know. I don't know. What should I do? Thanks. Hey, Miss Memphis. Okay, first of all, can I just say that I love it so much that, like, you're tw- – I just remember this feeling. There's something about people going abroad, like, <laughs> around that college time. Like, yeah. my college crush went abroad for six months. I actually, like, thought I would die, like, during those <laughs> six months. I was, like, a whole semester without this man I'm in love with yeah. who did not like me. Um, so I just love how uniquely early 20s this is of you. Mm-hmm. Um because I guess once you get older, people don't just go away for six months. Yeah. Um, and when they do, you're like, oh, they, you know, they're away. They're on a job or something and they're just away. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'll see them soon. Unless it's that classic push-pull we were discussing ah, earlier. Yes. Yes. That's right. Or whatever big was on Sex and the City. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, – <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of cool that he likes you. Uh, uh, right. And then that's kind of nice. I wonder if you only like him, someone that you were so decidedly not into because – he maybe likes you, right. um, but he probably can tell that you're starting a cave or that you maybe have the info and is freaking out because he is leaving town. Yeah. And so he's probably just like, dude, not now. Not now. Like, Cause on. I'm going to go over there and there's, yeah. there's broads abroad and you know, and but I think Brazilian la- babes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he'll have a back burner babe in Britain or wherever. wherever. Yeah. So I also think that it's a good lesson here um, that you should act on those feelings because later the person's going to go away, and if you are worried about putting a foot wrong, like oh, what, what, what's going to happen? You're going to screw up the friendship, right? You, you guys are in a bed together. You've kissed, so you could probably progress down the normal road or the traditional road of right. where that's going to go. And then what, what's the worst that could happen? You guys hook up for a while. Maybe you date. Maybe you don't. You know he's leaving anyway. So in the future, I mean, I wouldn't beat yourself up about it. These things happen, but just take a note from this that like the next time you have an inkling of attraction or something towards a person just go with it i would say though in terms of her playing like the long con the smart game here (laughs) yeah don't put that stink in the air before he leaves town oh okay because then because then it's there's that hanging weirdness and also anticipation no matter what when he comes back about either having your feelings hurt or 
it just being out there yeah. and like not getting to be fresh information that it's sure. like been confirmed out loud. Maybe once he's gone, you won't feel that way about him. Maybe you'll meet someone amazing. Maybe he won't like you when he comes That's back. That's true. He yeah. could come back like a mature European man. <laughs> European men. Do you know Catherine Chloe Cahoon? Uh, no, I do not. Oh, girl. I think, you know what? Actually, Memphis, I think you should just buy the single girl's guide to meeting European men. And you should go meet a European man, like a guy from the Baltic Peninsula. We need to get Catherine um, Chloe Cahoon on the She show. agreed to come on, but I can't do it because I know that I'd be making fun of her and I can't be that mean to someone's face. Oh. So gotcha. she basically is this girl who's like, do you know Julia Allison? Okay, so she's like, a, basically, she's a nugget of the internet that's like so good because it's so bad. Okay, but gotcha. She's in on the joke, but she's can't possibly be in on the joke because exactly it's what you mean, yeah. too good. Because yeah. if she was that good, she would be a millionaire. Like she would be a very famous comedian. Yeah. Like she'd be like Nathan Fielder shit, where it's sure. like, oh, you know, you know your deal. Like right, right, I don't right. think she fully knows her deal. Right. So I'm obsessed with her, and she wrote this book called A Single Girl's Guide to Meeting European Men. And she has a YouTube channel. I'm not even kidding you. You eat that weed macaroon when you get home. Yeah, yeah. You get into bed with Blythe. Yeah. You get some ginger ales or whatever it is, some unsweetened <laughs> black iced tea. Yeah. And you have some lols. Because oh, this sounds good. I'm looking truly, forward to it. Truly, honestly, the worst part about it is that eventually it's over. And like oh, you're yes. like, oh, I just, she can't create this content fast enough. <laughs> like, come on. I need some more videos. Christina went away for a weekend. She introduced <laughs> me to Catherine Chloe Cahoon, went away for two days. When she came back, I knew where Catherine had bought all of her accessories that she wore in the videos. So I like followed up with her haul videos. And then I went to like, the local um, Nordstrom's Facebook page uh -huh. and like went all the way back and saw her in an event for like St. John's, like that clothing company <laughs> for like slightly older women that she oddly works with for some reason. Yeah. It was like you were showing me the video and then give, pausing it every like couple seconds to give me like annotations. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing I'm into. This is yes. what I think you should do. You should get a hobby like this and so that yeah. it consumes all of your time and then you're not thinking about things like, does this guy from college that I maybe only like because he likes me um, hate me now or whatever right. it is that you're – whatever journey it is you're going on, I can tell that it's unconscious and like futile. Yeah, and it's also – it seems to be eating away a lot of her time. Yeah. And um, how – real will it be when he comes back because I, I just realized they're out of college they knew each other from they're college. 23 no yeah. no but i because it yeah. sounded like going abroad you know it's oh, very yeah. like, locked in college mode i assumed it was still kind of like a semester at sea yeah oh, exactly yeah. but if they're not in the same college together what's the likelihood that they're actually going to see each other when he comes back so yeah i agree with molly don't act well, on it at all now she's also dug her toe into his whole friend group that's another problem. And so they're connected in a big way, which is like why I think she kind of needs to lean towards the not to fending off those feelings as much as she possibly can right. because she eventually it's just going to wind up with her not being friends with those people anymore because they're 23. She's not going to marry this guy. I actually really thought that where this was going was like she was had a crush on him and he didn't want to hook up with her. Uh -huh. I thought that's where it was I thought it go. was going to turn out that he was gay. I honestly thought that that's where oh, the story yeah. was going. Just because a, a lot of times when you hear the story of yeah. well, we were in bed a lot together 
Yeah. We kissed a little bit, but it never went any further than right. that. Like not just one time in bed, drunk, but like multiple, multiple times. I always think, oh, is there like there's something that he, he doesn't know yet or, you know. That blows my mind because like the thought of kissing Ed in bed is like <laughs> disgusting to me. Like I love him so much. It's not it's not a personal thing to Ed. I'm sure he's a great kisser. I just don't want to kiss Ed in bed. Sure. I don't I've never understood the like. Gay guys, I mean, are like the straight women. girls. Like, oh, like some girls. They make like, out with their. Fr- their she's like, oh, I make out with my gays for like sometimes at the bar when I'm drunk. I'm like, I don't. Oh, is that fun for you? Like, hey, what? Why the, would it yeah. be fun for them? Either? I know I it's like understand. you get drunk and you want to make out with your gay friends. Like, are you fun? Like, what is that? <laughs> like, is that? It's like a weird, like collegiate, like attention thing. It's very like, attention based. That's all it's about. I'm the special one. Uh, oh well, he doesn't like us except me. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Oh my god. Uh, I, I, um, the one type of girl I have to say I truly hate is like the girl that's not chic enough to be a hag yet she. <laughs> Like every gay guy she means, she's like, oh my God, I love you. Let's be best friends. And it's like, what do you think? Just because he's a gay guy and you have a vagina, like he's dying to tend to your needs. Like what the hell? Like Ed was at a wedding once and like all these like chicks were like, go girl. Like I fucking love you, girl. And he would like call me from the bathroom and he's like, all these girls like are treating me like I'm a gay puppet. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. I was like, I hate that. And it made me very angry for him. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, First of all, they wish. Secondly, like, (laughs) uh, secondly, like, that's not his job to like talk to like like you know. No gay man's job. Plus, like Ed is not like the kind of gay guy that's gonna be like, like, I love your tits, and like when they start assuming like, hey, touch my boobs or whatever, it's like. He doesn't want to do that. Right. That's not Ed. That's not even Ed to like feign interest in something like that. Well, this these girls who want to have their own real life Mario Cantone character in Sex in the City. Exactly right. <laughs> this is our second exactly Sex in the right. City reference. They want to. <laughs> they want a gay. They want to treat that. a gay man like a handbag, and you just can't do that. It's just not right. <laughs> it's not right, you guys. I mean, I'm so political now on this show. I keep <laughs> delving into po- like political issues. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Doctor Laura. Okay. So, Craig, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, come check us out at Pump Podcast. You can just Google that, and that's the same handle for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, my own personal Twitter is Videodrome Disco at Gmail. No, sorry, that's not that's my email. Uh, Videodrome <laughs> Video Disco on Twitter, and um, I guess that's that about covers. Let's it, let's give at Blythe Russo a shout out. You're partner exactly so i feel really (laughs) neglectful now so my partner lover as tom hanks would say uh blythe russo you can find her at uh, blythedesign.net and also on twitter at blythe russo and um and uh, what does Blythe do for a living? Blythe's a graphic designer. Love. Oh, people might need that out there. That's right. So yeah, if you're in the market for a graphic designer. If you want uh, a new website page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she does web <laughs> uh, some light web design as well. So come check that out. And um, I feel like I'm leaving something out. Oh, and uh, at Mel, go find us at wearemel.com. Yeah. Yeah. Your new job. That's very exciting. Yes, thank you. I'll be, we'll be looking for you. Yes, thank um, you. We do like to give our audience follow-ups on people. So if you have any exciting like career news, follow, follow up with us. Oh, terrific. We'll put it out there. 323-450-7408. That's where you can reach us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, fucking SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Periscope. We're going to get on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. Mall's official. Follow me. It's like where I put way too much information about my life. Um, and I'm at Malls on Twitter. You guys, soundcloud.com slash please advise. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>